All right. It has been a long time since I've recorded an episode. I rebranded it. It'll no longer be called Only Up From Here. We are now going to be, it's not going to be called Keep It A Thousand. That's what we're going to do around here from now on. We're going to keep it a thousand. We're going to talk about some uncomfortable, uncomfortable topics. Amongst many other things. This is going to be episode 13. <clears throat> and it's going to be titled. Do you think women belong. In. Combat arms. No matter what branch of the military, do they belong in combat arms? And this is me. This is my opinion. As for those who don't know, <clears throat> I served for three and a half years in the army on active duty. This is based, and this is based on what I saw firsthand. And. I don't have an issue with women with women wanting to serve in the military in general. So if they want to do like, for example, be a medic, aviation, whatever it is, <clears throat> I don't have an issue with that. I start to have an issue when it's combat arms. And the debate is women women should serve in combat, whether it's infantry, special forces, whatever it is. So we're going to get right into it. <clears throat> so like I said, I served, I served for three and a half years on active duty in the US Army. So I have first-hand experience of serving with women, being around them in a military uh, arena, per se, and what I'm going to say next may offend some people, and quite frankly, I don't care. Like I said, we're going to keep it a thousand on here. And, right here, and this is my argument for why, excuse me, Women should not be in combat arms or in special forces. So, let's take, on average, let's say 130, 140 pound woman, right? Let's add, <clears throat> let's just ballpark it. 
about 50 to 100 pounds worth of gear. So we're talking rucksack, we're talking the ACH, Army Combat Helmet, we're talking plate carrier, we're talking that uh, a flak, which carries your ammo, grenades, med kit, whatever. And then, so the rucksack can carry whatever they need when they go out on missions. Let me just preface this when I say, by saying, I never saw combat. I never got, I never went down range. Nothing like that. So I'm mainly speaking from what I saw at the rear. Like where it's just like, or if it's peacetime, we're not gearing up to go down range to the Middle East, anything like that. I'm merely, I'm merely speaking from what I saw from a PT standpoint, knowledge of biology, and how anatomically and just biologically men and women are not built the same. So like I said, let's add around 50 to 100 pounds worth of gear. So in total, that woman, that woman weighs anywhere between 200, or I'm sorry, 190 to about 240 pounds-ish. Let's take a military age male who's roughly anywhere between I don't know, 170 ballpark to about 240, 260. Now let's add that same amount of gear. That same gear weight that he's carrying that we had that we assigned to the fem to the female soldier, let's assign it to the male. So we're talking 220 to over 300 pounds. Now Let's say, for example, you go downrange, right? You're in a hot combat zone. Like, for example, years ago, it was Fallujah, it was Kandahar, it was Iraq when it kicked off. Uh, any combat theory you can think of, let's place a setting there, right? Let's say in this scenario, the man gets shot. He's hit, he's down. We're really going to sit here and ask a 140 pound female ballparking. <clears throat> Well, on average, 140 pound female. With all this gear on her already. We're going to ask her to pick up a man who's anywhere between 220 to well over 300 pounds. 
we're going to sit here and ask her to pick this guy up or even drag him to safety while rounds are flying over her head. Now, we can sit here and kid ourselves and armchair quarterback, well, do this in this scenario or do that in this scenario. I would do this. I would do that. Yeah, that sounds great on paper. But when things don't go according to plan and you have to react like that, you don't have that time to decide how you're going to pick somebody up. You just have to get them up or drag them to safety. Now, this is where I experience this. This is where this is where my experience comes in firsthand. So, if I pull this up real quick, if I pull up the army. Female PT standards. For the APFT, this is what females are required at bare minimum. This is what they're required to hit at minimum. So, <clears throat> if you're between the ages of 17 to 21, and you're a female, this is for push-ups, to pass your APFT, at minimum, you only have to do somewhere between I want to say 40, I'm sorry, I want to say 39 is the minimum. It might be even lower than that. That would be, I think that's passing. It has to add up to 100. I guess is what I'm gathering. So let's say, yeah, 10 is the put, is the max. Actually, I made it, made it 42. Okay, I'm sorry. It has to be 42 is the max. Some women came and do that. If you're between the ages of 22 to 26, I believe the number is 46. This is basic training. This is passing your APFT. Now when you get to 27 to 31, I think 100% is 50. 
think the whole thing has to add up to 100. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. You, so admit, long story short, the standards aren't really that high. Okay, so you don't, you don't have to get 100% on push-ups at minimum, minimum. I think it has to add up to 100. <clears throat> so you can do 10. If you're 17 to 21, you can do only 10 push-ups and it goes up from there. So next next one is 49. This is just at 10 reps, you're going to score a 44, a 49, a 50, 52, 56, 57, 60, and 62. Now sit-ups. This is for 2023. At minimum, It looks like you only have to do about 47 setups. I guess it's considered passing. Let's look at the two mile run. So to score high on your two mile run, you can score basically you can almost run a 20 minute 2 mile and you'd still pass now let's look at men If you want to score, if you want to pass your number, is 42. Your bare minimum number, 19 to 17 to 21, is 42. And it goes up from there. as you age obviously to max out you have to hit at 71 that's if you're a male sit-ups bare minimum 17 to 21 44 if you're and that goes up from there each age bracket has a different number it goes progressively up from there to max out your setups. It's a it's a seventy eight. If from the seventeen to twenty one range, and then from the twenty two to twenty six, it's eighty. Twenty seven to thirty one, it's a hundred, and then as you age from as you hit after twenty seven to thirty one, it goes down from there because you're on your quote unquote decline. You're not in your quote unquote prime anymore.
Mail two mile run. To get a hundred percent on your two mile run. Thirteen flat. And then the time goes lower gets lower from there. Bare minimum. I think it, it's 16 minutes, bare minimum, if you're 17 to 21. So we're already not measured equally. Oh, this was last year's. Let's look at this. <clears throat> okay. So this was last year's. These are the, they have it leveled, labeled from maximum to probationary. Excuse me. From 17 to 21. Probationary is 31 push-ups, 44 sit-ups, a 17-mile run, a 17-minute two-mile. Your, and it, obviously you have different age brackets. Now, they have the same thing for women. Good. Actually, let's let's talk about good for a minute. If you're tw 17 to 21, your good range, your quote-unquote good range, is 42, 53, and barely a 16 minute, and almost a 16 minute two mile. If you're a 17 to 21 year old male, if you're a female in this age range, good is worth 60 points. 19.53 and essentially a 19 minute two mile. I'm going to let you guys do with those numbers what you will. <clears throat> so based on the standards that I just read, that I just read out loud to you, men and women are not biologically built the same. Men have a higher testosterone count, denser bone, bit more bone density, etc. Women, just the exception for I've seen and heard of exceptional female soldiers, max out PT, max, can max out the male scale, whatever it is. You want to come up with any number? You any? Uh, I can't think of the word. But there is a, there are exceptions to the there are exceptions. But exceptions don't make the rule. They are what is called statistically insignificant, meaning they don't contribute anything significantly to the majority or to the, to the overall statistic that. 
they don't perform the same. <clears throat> now I'm going to tell you something else. When we would go on our runs for PT, when we would go on our run, we'd go on our PT runs in the morning. There would be at least, at least, four different times, four, that we would have to circle back and go pick up a female soldier that had fallen that had fallen out of the form, out of, of the formation. That's at least four. You would have to circle back four times to push them to the front so they didn't fall back. And what would happen every single time without fail? They'd fall back again. We'd have to circle back again. Like I said, if women want to serve in the armed forces, as a medic, as a mechanic, whatever it is, I don't have a problem with that. But when it comes to combat arms, there should be no women. And infantry, cab scout, or special forces. If they want to go to ranger, if they want to go to ranger school just to get a tab, fine. But they should not be, at, at, they should not be mingling in special forces and lowering the standard to fit the females to, to fit what women need to meet that standard that is already there. Which is why it is so male dominant. Talking about special forces. Because <sighs> when you have your special forces and your infantry, your scouts, your cap scouts at least, and your tankers are supposed to be men that are able to lift heavy equipment, function under very stressful environments, and compartmentalize that to get the job done. The Special Forces standard is already as what it is. You guys have all seen on YouTube and movies like Lone Survivor, um, American Sniper, um, Act of Valor, any movie that is accurately portraying Navy SEALs, you have already seen, or on YouTube, there's videos on YouTube even, of what Buds is actually like. For, for people that don't know, Buds stands for Basic Underwater Demolition. It's essentially basic training for for people who want to go into the SEALs. Or who want to become SEALs, rather. I mean, you can literally read any book. And you can tell how mentally demanding 
and physically demanding going to be a SEAL is, going to be an infantryman is. I mean, hell, you don't have to read it, even pick up a book to understand how hard being an infantryman is. Just go ask some guy down at your local VA or an old grizzled veteran that was in Operation Iraqi Freedom or Operation Enduring Freedom. Ask any combat vet that went downrange between the years of 2001 to roughly a year or two ago, if even. Ask any of them, and they'll tell you how mentally and emotionally damaging that is for them. But the reason why men are able to do this is because men are able to compartmentalize to get the job done. They don't have to worry about whether or not the guy to their gut, the guy to their left or the guy to their right can pick them up and drag them to safety and get them out of harm's way. Out of harm's way. If you insert a woman into that situation, they're gonna have guys not able to do their job. Because they're gonna be worrying about whether or not that woman <clears throat> can pick them up and drag them to safety. A lot of the dumb things men do is because of, is because of women. It's because of a woman, rather. Read the Odyssey. Or not the Odyssey, the Iliad. The man always tries to save the woman in every movie and every book. For the most part. I shouldn't say always. So I say, generally speaking, the man in in movies and books always is, tries to save the woman, prevents her from getting in harm's way. I'll take us a step further. If we've all seen the videos on Al Jazeera, on Al Jazeera, which is the um, news station in the Arab countries. We've all seen what ISIS does to the guys that they've captured on and they, what they do to them on live television. We've heard of the public executions that they that they videotape and send out for the world to see when they capture a POW from the Western world. Imagine what they're going to videotape. If they capture a female soldier, they already hate women over there in those countries, in those Arab countries. Women are basically worse than a dog over there. They have no rights. So just imagine if, God forbid, people like ISIS, groups like ISIS or the Taliban or Al-Qaeda, have a female prisoner of war. Imagine what they're going to send out to the world. And you know, 
we would go out to the box out in the Mojave Desert in the middle of summer for two weeks, right? My last rotation before I got out, <clears throat> and even the previous rota rotation, I wore the same pair of underwear for about three, four days. I changed almost every other day. I changed my socks continue about every two days. You're coming, you're going, you're coming out of that thing ripe. You're smelling something fierce. You smell like something fierce. Your shower, for the most part, is baby wipes. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you'll have a gallon of water that you can somewhat give yourself a shower with. Like you can use a washcloth to give yourself a rinse, a rinse over, but that's not the same thing as a hot shower, as a shower shower. I don't know how the women did it that I served with on the rotations to to the Mojave. For, this is two weeks, mind you. This is no shower for two weeks. So when I tell you, it takes a certain kind of person to want to go do this stuff. Now, like I said, there are some women who were able to do it, but for the majority, I don't think there are, there are I don't think there's a majority or no women that are able to do this. Like I said, exceptions don't make the rule. And they shouldn't set the standard. But even just going out to the desert for two weeks with no shower. I mean, we were lucky if we had a gallon of water to use for a quote-unquote shower. And if at best, it is just dunking your head under and using and using shampoo. The rest of it, you're just using baby wipes. And I forgot to mention too, when you go out there, there's no bathrooms. There's barely, for the most part, privacy. If you're lucky, you have a tent with a bucket and a little net. That catches when you go to take a dump. So if you're on your period, good luck. Or rather, if you get your period out there for those two weeks, best of luck to you. There ain't no, there ain't, there's not really a bathroom. My first rotation, I took a dump out in the open. In front of the the vehicle I was using, and I buried it with a shovel. You got a pee? 
find a tree line. Or, uh, I don't know, do it out somewhere. You want privacy to, you know, do whatever you want to do. Have fun. You're kind of sleeping wherever, with everybody else. I mean, I would sleep on top of the, my last rotation, I slept on top of the vehicle. I slept on the plow of it. Or I slept on a cot. So, <clears throat> I know this was kind of long-winded, but I just want people to understand what it's like for men to do this stuff. Now imagine what it'd be like, and then imagine what it'd be like for a, fem for a woman to do this. To even add in when they go downrange. I read stories <clears throat> about SEALs like Chris Kyle, Nicholas Irving, guys who are in special forces. I mean, hell, Sean Ryan has a show on YouTube where he interviews guys who were special forces. And they'll talk to you and they'll talk about how hard, how they have to rough it out there. I mean, when you are downrange, you are, you have to go with whatever is in the rucks. You have to go with whatever you packed in your rucksack and make it last for days or even weeks on end before you get picked up to go back to the rear. But the point that I'm trying to get across and the point that I hope gets across to people is exceptions don't make the rules are there outstanding female soldiers sure can are they better able to do the job sure but the majority and generally speaking and speaking in generalities they are not, and they they can't. Not just because of the stuff that I just described, but based on basic biology. And the fact that men are basically built to go to war. And do what they have to do. Anyway. Like the podcast, subscribe, send it to your friends. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great rest of your Sunday.